Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, proof that Kirby survives climate change. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Any day that is a Nintendo Direct day is a pretty good day. Yeah, that's right. We've got a Nintendo Direct to talk about, so let's not dwell on the business up top. Speaking of the business up top, my copy of Sonic Forces, would you like to borrow it? You can certainly try. All you got to do is email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. I send you my copy of Sonic Forces. You play, for it, play it for as long as you want. Or don't play. You just admire it on the shelf for as long as you want. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there. Who knows? You send it back. doesn't cost you anything. It's the perfect borrowing program. Another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out a bunch. It helps grow the show. It helps grow the society we call Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com <laughs> no ah. um but yeah if you leave us a five-star review on the u.s apple podcast store we'll give you a shout out because that's the way we the place we check but you can get a shout out no matter where you leave us a uh, review just send us an email or uh hit us up on twitter and we'd love to give you a shout out we genuinely really love and appreciate every review that we get uh, and the last little call to action here is that we are of course preparing for our uh, October is the month of Game & Watch. We are devoting most of our programming to Nintendo's original handheld system, uh, the Game & Watch. If you have any experiences you want to relay to us, if you have any topics you would like us to discuss, um, I have I am slowly descending into just a well of obsession <laughs> uh, about Game & Watch. It's going to be a great time, but we would love to have your perspectives your insights so write into us let us know what you think of the game and watch the games you used to play the games you always wanted to play the you know are you as frustrated as i am that you can't buy a, a snoopy tennis for less than 300 dollars right now it's outrageous mark um all right speaking of outrageous let's get to the topic at hand let's break down the nintendo direct from today Thursday, September 23rd, 3 o'clock, Nintendo Direct, 40 minutes of game and not game announcements from Nintendo. There was quite a bit packed in that 40 minutes, too. It moved, which I appreciated. Yeah, yes. Uh, and I would say that there's a lot in here that felt like uh, just you know, broad strokes here, like we were getting updates. Yeah, on, totally. Uh, uh, update, checking in on things that we already know about, right? Um, some things that we like know about in the very abstract like a Super Mario Brothers movie, like a uh, Bayonetta 3, mm -hmm. um, even like a Splatoon 3, right? Like these are all things that we know in some capacity um, are coming down uh, the pipeline. I would say very few big like surprises of like new, new, new stuff with maybe the only exception being that Kirby thing. Uh-huh. Well, no, there's like some there's story stuff game. and yeah. like, yeah, there's, I, I would say there's quite a bit new, not necessarily anything earth shattering, but quite a few things that had me like uh, sitting up at attention. 
sitting up and leaning forward and going, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. Uh, no, that is true. I mean, and there, there are a lot of, uh, you know, obviously on the show, we talk a lot about um, rumors and uh, speculation based on information that we're getting here and there. And it's uh, amazing how much like some of that stuff is like kind of right, um, but it's also like very wrong yeah, and like yes. just like kind of narrowing in on what the actual truth is. I have to admit, Patrick, I, I know that we're going to do this chronologically and so we will get there. Yeah. But the Super Mario movie news has me a little bit shook. I, I mean, me too. So should we just skip to it and then get it out of the way so that we don't? I mean, because like, oh, it's it is genuinely one of the weirder, <laughs> more upsetting Nintendo announcements I think I've ever seen. I just don't know what to do with this information now. That it's I have like it. the vitality sensor almost, <laughs> right? It's one of these things where you're like. Oh, you're doing. Well, you're interested in what Nintendo? So I, I feel okay. We probably should talk about it because it has been. We're in it already. It is occupying so much of my brain right now. Right. Let's get because, it. Because uh, all right. Well, let's just start at the beginning. And by the beginning, I mean the middle of this presentation when Miyamoto comes on screen and is like, "Hey, I have some news about the well, Super Mario animated movie to share." Right. When this is like thirty minutes into a forty-minute presentation, yeah. Like it's 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 pretty deep in. Uh, Miyamoto comes in. Kind of cuts off uh, Koizumi, who's been hosting the whole time, doing a great job. Uh, Miyamoto sporting a new haircut. Uh huh. Um, as everybody's he, looking fresh, everyone's looking fresh. She's wearing a Mario shirt, looking great, um, and a, a blazer, which I guess is just his look now. <laughs> um, and so the what he has to share is, you know, sort of the stuff that we already knew that uh, it, Chris Mill. What's his name? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm blinking on it. But yeah, the guy from Illumination Entertainment. Right. Uh, that he's, you know, he's like their lead, like overseeing it, basically. Right. Uh huh. They're uh, working closely with him in Illumination Entertainment, who you, of course, will know from like Despicable Me movies and seeing and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and then we get the cast. Well, first, no, we get a release date. First, yes. we get release date. So first, they're easing us into this information. Right. Holiday 2022. Uh, specifically December 21st, 2022 in North America. So right before Christmas here. And then um, elsewhere, you know, like Europe, Japan, et cetera, they'll announce the specific dates later. And so far, this is all fine information. Fine, right. I, I would honestly say I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I feel neither good nor bad about this totally. information. Uh-huh. It's totally fine. But then the cast drops. We pivot, yes. And it reads like a uh, joke fan casting, <laughs> right? Though, like, it's something that we would do on this show and then laugh about how bad it was. <laughs> I just, I, okay. Let's run down the cast. Yes. Um, Starting with the big one. Chris Pratt is Mario. Christopher Pratt is Mario. Now, Mark, uh, you may you may wonder, is this Chris Pratt from 2007 somehow? No, it's Chris Pratt from now. <laughs> it is modern day Chris Pratt. I laugh because I just don't really know how else to feel. I mean, here, okay, so you know, our our, our personal feelings about Chris Pratt, notwithstanding, he does an okay job in the Lego Movie. Like that, that's that's a true. That's, that's a voice true. acting gig, yep. and he plays the lead in that. Uh huh. And like Emmett is one of is the least has the least personality of any character in that movie. Mm-hmm. Also Charlie Day in that movie too. And in in this movie as well. Anyway, um so yeah, y- maybe maybe if he just like sort of fades into the background as like 
the main character of this movie. <laughs> It'll be okay. I'm just not wild about... Uh, he's such a 2021 name, you know? Like, he's the movie star of right now. He is in the sense where it's like, three or four years ago, you know, he like... Or even five years ago, like, he was kind of at his peak. I, I mean... Is was he though? I, I feel I feel like he's still approaching his peak. Oh, see, I I disagree. I feel like I feel like a lot of people now have the same reaction that we do when mm. Chris Pratt's name gets brought up, where it's just like, huh. I feel like personally, he has worn out his goodwill. Is kind of on the downward slope of the goodwill that he had built up. I mean, counterpoint: the Jurassic World movies make more money than anything. Yeah, but nobody's showing up and for Chris. People, nobody's showing up for Chris Pratt. Well, people that's, are showing that's up probably because true. It's Jurassic because there are World. dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying th- I, I I don't know it. Like you're like you're saying at the beginning, this just the whole cast feels very much like fan casting. Yeah, let, like, run run them down. Okay, Mark. here we go. Anya Taylor Joy is Peach. Charlie Day is Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson is Kamek. Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. And that Sebastian uh, Maniscalco is Spike, who we previously talked about is um, a comedian that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, same. But he had mentioned that uh, when he was on a podcast that he's playing Spike in the film. And they also make a point of saying that Charles Martinet is involved and appearing in surprise cameos within the movie. So Charles Martinet is will be in the movie in some form but they're not they are replacing him with chris pratt charlie day and jack black well right we, oh and keegan michael key because he also does toad we i feel like we kind of you know when we had talked about this movie before we kind of, I, I feel like it was inevitable that yeah. it was going to end yeah. up this way right yes that it was going to end up uh, a smorgasbord of celebrities that would be playing the main roles and so I think that is not like particularly a surprise once it's laid out. There's just something about like in the abstract where you're like, yes, this is, an, is this is inevitable. And then to actually have it be announced where it's like, oh, this is like written in permanent ink. There's no going back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it, it also is just like you think about like what is Bowser as played by Jack Black? Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, that's not that's not the character Bowser that I like. I feel like I'm just gonna have to think of these characters as not the characters Completely. I know. Like they they're just gonna be different. And look, there's already a Super Mario Brothers movie. It's super weird. Yeah, you know, like it is also not the Mario characters that re- we really know. And I've seen a lot of bad movies, <laughs> you know, based on things that I like or thought I liked. Sure. And so, like Miyamoto is excited for this. I'm willing to give it a shot. Right. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I don't know how we don't give it a shot. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, as long as we're still doing this podcast a year from now, I think we have to go see this movie. No, I think for sure. But I just mean like, sure, it may turn out to be great. My skepticism may not be warranted. Um, but for whatever reason, it really, it, sh- it shook me. I, yeah. it cast a pall over the rest of the, I couldn't focus. I still cannot focus. The mind reels at this information. Well, you know what it is? It's that um, every time we get announcements from Nintendo that are, like, confusing or whatever, um, it's, it's, like, hard to see how Nintendo does, like, 
their creative business math where mm-hmm. it's just like what are you guys doing over there this it's they're, they're so strange they'll put out games where you're like i don't understand what the market for this is and then it comes out and it kills and everyone loves it and you're like right. oh okay i i guess like we just got to trust that nintendo knows what they're doing totally but with the super mario brothers movie it's like oh yeah i get all of this and i hate it <laughs> It's the opposite. There's no like there's no looking at this and being like, "Oh, I wonder who made this decision." I know. Like I I totally understand. This movie will make money. I feel I feel like we just don't we we just we don't have any idea what this movie is actually going to be. Yeah. What the premise is, right. what the take on the characters are, like, you know, are they in the Mushroom Kingdom? Are they not in the Mushroom Kingdom? Like I feel like this movie could be absolutely anything. Yeah. And so but that being said, it's like, do I like Illumination Entertainment's movies? Generally speaking, no, I do not. Do I, am I super excited about this casting offhand? No, no. not particularly. No, 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 not really. <laughs> and so, but it's, but I'm just trying to be a stone in the river. I'm just letting it wash over me. You know, it, it's well, going to happen no matter what. So. Well, sure. Okay. Well, let's all just lay down and die. <laughs> Kirby will outlive us all as we've all been wiped out by the Super Mario Brothers movie. So, something to note here uh, is that uh, Anya Taylor-Joy uh, Taylor is uh-huh. the only actor that's been announced here who is not a comedian, right? right. Like everyone else is um, a, a comedic actor um, or... Uh, you know, Keegan Michael Key and um, Fred Armisen are, are sketch actors, like specifically. So, like, they are obviously going for. This could be worse, right? I don't see James Corden's name in here, <laughs> right? Like, I and I, no, I don't, you're right. I don't see we like, definitely don't. I, I don't mean, see like Meryl Streep, or yeah. you know, like. They... Although I will, yeah, that's such that's such a good point. Or I, uh, I do feel like there are a few characters that, put, I mean. I don't want. I don't want to put the curse of James Corden on this film. Right. But I'm right, just right. saying, Yoshi hasn't been announced yet. Look, Mark. Look, 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 look. If if what they're doing here is they're creating a series of comedic shorts about the Mario characters and it's stitched together in the form of a movie, and this is the cast, then maybe I'm okay with it. Like, I, may, maybe I'm okay with that. I'm just saying, like, I, we. The only information we have about this Please movie. Please don't give me James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> the only information we have about this movie is yeah. that it exists. Yeah. It's coming out in holiday 2022. And we know the cast. We know nothing some of else. the cast. Right. We know nothing else. And so it's like, okay, like I'm willing, I'm willing to see what it is. Like I said, I've seen a lot of bad movies made, you know, like. With, with- Chris Pratt in there. <laughs> And this could just be another one. That's true. That's true. This could just be another bad Chris Pratt movie. Okay, yeah. Mark, do we have any further thoughts about the Super Mario Brothers movie? Or can we put it to bed I, I just, and talk about some video I, games? I feel exorcised after talking about it. Like, we can put it away. Yeah. Um, we have a whole year of it looming like the moon in <laughs> Majora's Mask. Oh, God. But until, it, until impact, we right. can continue our lives. So let's let's go all the way back to the beginning. Okay, when, good. You know, in, when we are still in blissful ignorance. Yes, in our salad days. That, when we were yeah. green. <laughs> uh, yeah, also, I, I, you know, we, we, we didn't have a, an opportunity to do, like, any predictions right. uh, for, this, uh, uh, for this direct. Um, but the possibility of talking about the Mario movie was so far outside of what I was expecting that, like, it just 
hitting that moment in the direct and the like the downshift to like <laughs> here are casting announcements uh it really it really threw me for a loop it really was weird for, for sure Starting at the top, the cold open to the direct is a expansion, a massive expansion to Monster Hunter Rise called Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak coming out in summer 2022. Seems like a, a cool, I mean, I guess we don't really know anything about it. It is an expansion for Monster Hunter Rise, um, a game which you and I know very little about. Yeah. Um, although it is on sale uh, on the Nintendo eShop right now for 10 bucks off. Um, and earlier today, I was like, should I get into Monster Hunter Rise? Like, I can get it a little bit cheaper. Now, knowing that there's more content coming to it, like, you know, maybe. I, I I'm personally am going to hold out until it's like 20 bucks. Wow. You, you know, think it's like going to get there? I, I think it will eventually, okay, for right. sure. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, not much to say about Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. The trailer, I... I seem cool it's hard to divine anything from it really right we yeah. see like the ruins of a castle and like mm-hmm. a dragon flying over it i know the dragon has a name i don't care i don't think so i'm assuming it's one of the new monsters that mm. are like promised yeah but it will have a name <laughs> it will have a name yes <laughs> that's fair that's fair um and when they reveal what that name is i won't care then either <laughs> well after uh the cold open yes we're greeted by the shining face of yoshiaki koizumi always a pleasure to see um, also looking like he just got a haircut. Yep. Yep. Uh, everybody's looking really good. I gotta say, uh, having Koizumi like more front and center ever since the, uh, s- uh switch presentation, uh, has been great. It right? has been great. Like, I-, I know that he, uh, had been present in previous presentations, but I feel like he's just been like elevated to, uh, he's, he's a face. He's like a main yeah, face. Yeah, I think so. He does a good job. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Like, I don't, I, I would be curious to know like how they choose. Who is going to, yeah. you know, uh, lead the Nintendo Directs? Because it's not always Koizumi, you know? So, yeah. um, but after uh, he gives us a welcome and a nice intro, the next thing up is Mario Party Superstars, previously announced, which we know is coming October 29th. And really the focus here is the three new boards that they want to introduce. Um, Woody Woods, Yoshi's Tropical Island, and Horror Land. Uh, and those join the uh, previously announced Spaceland and Peach's Birthday Cake. They did mention a total of seven. Uh, I, I think they said seven boards. So they I said seven something. So yeah. So I wasn't sure. I thought that it was five boards. Yeah. Which means we now know all of the boards. Uh-huh. And then there's a separate like multiplayer aspect, which is just Mount Mini Games, which is mini game only courses. And I think it's seven courses. Got it. So got five it, got maps. It, got it. Or set five boards, seven courses on for Mount seven Mini brothers. Maps. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh So I mean, yeah, this was just like a, a further look at uh, Mario Party Superstars, uh, sort of reiterating that uh, the online modes are available for uh, everything, um, which is a fun reminder that like this may be a functional Mario Party game that you can actually play with your friends who don't live uh, in your house. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, again, this is sort of just like. Not that Monster Hunter Rise uh, Sunbreak uh, is exactly this, um, but this is just us, like, again, getting more information about something we know. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. But that quickly changed yes. with the uh, next announcement. Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, um, which is a new RPG that is based entirely in cards. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it looks pretty... I, I think it looks interesting. Yeah. I don't know that I'll ever play it. But it looks really cool. So they make a point of everything is represented as cards. 
So it's essentially a tabletop card game, um, like rendered as a video game. So the yeah. you, the characters are cards, the locations are cards, the even stores like indi- are co- cards. individual squares that you move on are cards. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like that's the part of it that feels uh like too far or too generic to me. Like I can get into all the characters are cards, all the moves are cards, um, all of the items, like all that stuff, cards. I get it. Uh, fun, exciting. Um, but then that you're like moving around a map that is like just made up of like. Cards. I kind of th- like it. You kind of like I it. I kind of like it. I think it's what makes it. You're unique. never gonna play it. <laughs> I'm never gonna play it. But it, but I found it intriguing. The creative director for it is Nier's Yokotaro, and mm. um, it comes out really soon, October 28th. Pre-orders and a demo are available today. I think I'll probably check out the demo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just think it's a really intriguing idea, and I like that there's these like smaller scale RPGs that are a little experimental, a little bit different that are coming out. I think there's totally room for stuff like this. And this is the first like kind of substantial showing in the direct from uh, Square Enix, who gets a lot of play throughout um, this presentation. Yeah, totally. Uh, next up is uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut, which is coming to Switch on, uh, well, digitally at any rate, on October 12th with a physical release coming early 2022. Disco Elysium has been available on all other platforms for a while. Um, and, you know, is like a hard-boiled detective, uh, you have psychic powers, mystery, Like, narrative RPG. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is really well-regarded. I, have, I haven't played it on any other platforms. I don't know. There, this is one of those games where it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I forgot this was coming to Switch. Thank you for the reminder. It's going to go on my wish list. Um, but there's just, like, s- I left this... Nintendo Direct feeling overwhelmed by the amount of games that I'm interested in. Yeah. Like, I'm interested in Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, but I know that, like, I'm not going to have time to play uh, this game. Unless right? a demo hook, unless a demo hooks you. Right, right. But same with, like, Disco Elysium, where it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, like, I'm so intrigued by this. And there are other games where I'm like, oh, this is intriguing. I would love to play this. But the realities of, like, the time that I have to play video games maybe right. won't allow it. But, but yes, I would love to find one or two of these that, like, I can sink my teeth into uh speaking of that very same phenomenon the next up is hyrule warriors age of calamity going into the second wave of the expansion pass which is called guardian of remembrance we see some like character beats some story moments i you know it's one of these things where like there's just kind of too much going on to really like wrap your head around especially if like i feel like if you are really into this game maybe you look at this trailer and be like oh look at all this new different stuff right but as somebody who casually played the base game, I look at it and be Who like, casually played half of the base. <laughs> game, right? I, I look at it and I'm like, I'm like, is is this new? Was that different? Like, right, right, right. What? Uh, so I don't, I just don't grasp the story implications or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, the um second wave comes out October 29th, uh, which now marks the third, like late October, uh, an announcement or late October release that we're uh seeing in this direct um it's a lot there's a lot of uh stuff happening like right at the end of october yeah yes and there's going to be even more yes um pretty soon up 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 next is chocobo gp okay now square enix returns here right um and giving the people what they want giving the people what they want and i know there has been a chocobo racer game in the past but i feel like you know in the late 90s right or like an original playstation release possibly playstation 2 uh this game just looks like mario kart with like chibi final fantasy with final fantasy specifics laid over it 
I laughed through this entire trailer. Yes. I think it's such a funny uh I mean sure, yeah, why why not give Final Fantasy uh kart racer game? I mean 100%. I love that they're like you can play as classic Final Fantasy characters like the Chocobo or Gilgamesh. <laughs> That's what I want. What? That is the kind of uh like craziness that I live for that I crave in these games. So um, the items that you can get and attack with are Magicites. A reference to Final Fantasy VI. Yep. And you capture, uh, you can like build up by capturing multiple Magicites of the same element to increase the attack power. And, you know, the attack power, it's all based on fi- classic Final Fantasy spells. There's fire, there's ice, there's all that kind of stuff. And then therefore, well, there's fire, there's blizzard. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, so, so it's like fire, uh, fira, firaga. Mm-hmm. Um. And that, like, I love that sort of, like, progression in item collection that's very Diddy Kong Racing. It's very Mod Nation Racers, um, but not really Mario Karty. Right? No, so. no. And the other thing that's different is that each racer has sp- special abilities. So that's also something that's different from Mario Kart, but you do see in other racers of its ilk. Um, it features local and online multiplayer, up to 64 players in an 8 by uh, 8 against 8, like an 8 by 8 tournament. The Switch exclusive coming in 2022, Chocobo GP. Look for it in your rearview mirror because it's coming up fast. Um, do you think there's any chance that this used to be Star Fox Grand Prix? And, <laughs> <laughs> and then they they're like, oh no, we got to team up with Square Enix now to change this thing. Um, honestly, I sort of love this announcement. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, this is a game that I will. I'm gonna say I'm gonna absolutely play, but I'll check reviews. Um, but if it plays as much like Mario Kart as it looks like Mario Kart, like, I'm 100% in. Yeah, I mean, uh, you also really liked Bond Nation Racers, Loved right? it, yeah. So even if it played more like Diddy Kong Racing or Bond Nation Racers, might yeah. be worth picking up. I mean, all of those games play pretty similar. <laughs> like Mario Kart. But, I mean, in, in a way that, like, uh, you know, Sega and Sonic um, All-Star Racer, like, that's different, or, like, mm-hmm. Crash Team Racing, that those games are all, like, uh, like heavier and a little bit more like racing focus. If this is just like good, silly fun, like I'm, I'm totally in. Up next was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate gets a mention here. Um, I think some some of us were expecting that we would get the final character reveal today. Yeah, but we do not. We Nintendo do not. adds another thing for us to look forward to in October, where uh, Koizumi says that the final Mister Sakurai presents video will be on October 5th at 7 a.m. Pacific time, wherein we will get the finer ca- final character reveal for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Sakurai will show off gameplay as well. And when they mean final, they mean final, because uh, he specifically calls out that this is the last presentation on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. For the last character for a game that originally came out three years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like they're putting out the language to very specifically be like, there is no season pass number three there. It, like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is all we're doing. Um, and I think it's interesting. Like I, I sort of expected that they would um, announce the character and do totally do like a trailer um, for then Sakurai to blow it out a couple weeks later. Um, and with the character to launch later that day. I completely agree. And I feel like part of that is to like relieve the pressure in the cabin a little bit. Yes, you know, because I, yeah. uh, I, for, because it's the last character. Yeah, I feel like there's um a lot of emotion riding on it, right? Because right, everybody right. has their favorites that they're hoping to get in, and this is kind of like the last chance. So it's uh, it feels bold 
to do it to blow it all out on one day. It, it, it th- that is bold, but it's also sort of like, um, they're they're making a point that this is the last one, mm-hmm. right? And so the last one has to be a big one. It has to both. Uh, like break the news and break down the character. That's what I mean. It's so yeah. much like pressure. It's so much like build up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it just like, yeah. Every you're right. Everyone has their favorite. Everyone's gonna be disappointed when it's Stanley the Bugman from <laughs> Donkey Kong Three. <laughs> oh no! Everyone except for one little boy named Patrick Ellis. That's right. I'll be, be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> look, look. We all know that he <laughs> Stanley the Bugman only appears in three video games, right? <laughs> Their greenhouse for the right. We're just we're the just game learning this. Here's a little preview of Game and Watch. Right, <laughs> Donkey Kong Three on Game and Watch and Donkey Kong Three on yeah. uh, arcades and NES. Yeah, so we, we didn't know two of those until just like a little bit ago. Right, and you haven't even heard us make those discoveries yet. <laughs> um, Mark, do you have any any insight, any hopes? I, any? I couldn't even. I couldn't even begin to guess. Yeah, like I couldn't even begin. In I, with all of these announcements, there are people who are like happy about it. There are people who are really upset about it. So in that way, yeah, but know, but but who who cares about no, it? No, no, but else? that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, at, at, in that way, it's like, how is this one different than any of the others? Right, 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 right. Do you think there will be any like poetry to it? Do you think there will be anything that feels final about it? Anything that feels like closing the door? Like, because there I are wonder. some characters. Like, if it's Sora from uh, Kingdom Hearts, if it's Waluigi. Those are like, those are punctuation, you know? Like, that's. Yeah, they are, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I feel like what makes this one difficult is all the ceremony around it. You want it to mean something, yeah, potentially. Yeah. And it's like, what sort of character that isn't in the game currently could be mean added something, that yeah. would have, that would add like some sort of like gravity. To the proceedings. And maybe that is completely the wrong reading of the room. Totally. And maybe they're just like, no, whatever. We don't care. Like, it's uh, some... No, it's r- Emmy from Metroid Dread. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where they're just like, nope. Like, they are... Maybe they are not approaching it that way. Yeah. But I feel like by making it this, like, special thing that, you know, they're holding until October, it kind of... that That's how I'm, like, reading it. And... but. That could totally be completely misguided. I love it, man. I love the mystery. I love yeah. that we like almost literally know nothing about uh, what this character could be or even should be. Yeah, like, I would go as far as to say we know nothing. We know nothing, yeah. Mark. Um, all right. So then after uh, it's expanded on that we know nothing, we get Kirby and the Forgotten Land, uh, which I guess was leaked a little bit earlier mm-hmm. in the day when Nintendo uh, posted it on their own one of their own websites. Um but it is a 3D platformer uh, starring Kirby, and he's wandering around what appears to be the world from The Last of Us, <laughs> but uh, with just more bright colors. It kind of, uh, yeah, it gave me some, because it was like on the coast and all that kind of stuff. Yep. It reminded me a little bit of like uh, Sonic Adventures. Sure. Like the overworld you're running yeah. around in there. For whatever reason, I got real like Sonic Adventure vibes. Oh, that's interesting. From um, the game. But yeah, it, you know, Kirby watches up on the shore of this kind of mysterious yep island or i guess i don't know that it's an island um and it, the world seems abandoned and overgrown kirby can run around in full 3d yep he can fly around in full 3d um well the world does appear to uh feature a civilization that has been stomped out it does not uh it's not like a grim version of no that. no like the 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 overgrown mall uh actually looks like 
vibrant and alive mm-hmm. because of all the like greenery in there. So uh, it, it is a a classically like Nintendo's so good at nailing uh, whatever kind of aesthetic they're going for, like picking one and like doing something specific that no one else is doing, and like bright bubbly apocalypse uh, is like the the <laughs> niche that Kirby is like wiggled himself into totally and like they're just expressing it so cleanly and so purely it really is like the role kirby was born to play absolutely uh this comes out spring 2022 which honestly not that far away no no it's kind of i don't know it's kind of a big deal i think Mm -hmm. it feels like a fairly large uh either reinvention or a fairly large experiment as to what kirby could be especially coming from like star allies which was very much like hey this is kirby Right. Like classic side scrolling Kirby, but now it's on a console after it'd been away for a while and we've added multiplayer. And this seem and so it's just like, ah, okay, this is what I expect from a Kirby Kirby game. And this feels like a like a fairly big pivot. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we we saw so early that like here is what a Zelda game on Switch can be. Here's what a Mario game on Switch can be. And then Kirby came out and it was just like this is a Kirby game. And I feel like we are this at least has the potential to be what a Kirby game on Switch could be, you know? Yep. Also, just another, you know, thing coming out in 2022. Yeah. Nintendo's 2022 is already looking... Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Next up, we got Animal Crossing New Horizons. There is new content coming in November, including, uh, but not limited to, uh, The Roost which is the coffee house. Um, and uh, that's, that's all very exciting. We will get more information about this sometime in October. They were not, unlike the uh, Mr. Sakurai Presents, they did not give us a firm date when we would learn more about this content. Yeah, that's right. Although they do promise that it is going to be an Animal Crossing New Horizons Direct that happens next month. So it's not like yeah. uh, a Twitter reveal or anything like that. Um, so yeah, uh, this was... What uh found in the code? What do you call that? Um, yeah, data mining. Data mine. Yeah, uh, a few data mine. Data mine. <laughs> I think both work. <laughs> uh, a while ago. I and... guess data mine is where Brent Spiner has to go. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So this was uh. Ooh, wait, wait. Now, data, data mined. mined. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, a while ago. And and it looks like it is part of the museum, so not like it's a discrete own like standalone thing. But we so two things we know: the direct is in October. The new free content is coming in November, and they teased more to come after that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So they teased more to come after that. I wonder. I mean, they've already previously in this direct used the phrase "massive expansion." Mm-hmm. They did not use that here. No. Um. Is just adding uh, Brewster's Coffee House enough to like bring people back to Animal Crossing well, in like a in, meaningful in way? In all or? of the updates, there's always been something more to go like with it, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's so I'm I I expect it will be more. Will it be enough to have people come back? I don't know. I mean, I think the big difference between the massive you know update that Monster Hunter Rise has promised and um, this one for Animal Crossing New Horizons is Monster Hunter Rises paid DLC, right? And this is going to be free content. So yeah, but Animal Crossing has already made like five times as much money as <laughs> <laughs> as that Monster Hunter game, right? Like they, they've sold so many copies of that game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't. Oh, is your point that they shouldn't? 
that if they were going to do a massive update for New Horizons that they shouldn't charge for it because there's no should here, but uh, just just that they have the resources from what the game brought in to continue to support it well, in, a, in a meaningful way if they wanted to. I mean, you could say that about any pretty much any game. Like, I don't think Mon- I don't think Capcom's like really scrape in the bottom of the piggy bank to make more. No, but they budget things content. out. They 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 lo- they have profit and loss that they're looking at and <laughs> saying and Nintendo that this does game. It? <laughs> Yo, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. But no, I I think to your point, is this going to be you know, uh, or sorry, to your point, this doesn't seem like a welcome amiibo sort of like yeah. big update refresh that New Leaf got. Although could be wrong, you know. Yeah. We don't really know anything at this point. Um. But we will know more sometime in October. What a theme for this direct, where it's like, uh, yeah, we'll tell you lots later. Of new, lots of new announcements, yeah. lots of new stuff that we know is coming, but very. Minimal details. Yeah, and everything in October. Yeah. We're getting two Nintendo Directs in October. One for, uh, one is the Mr. Sakurai Presents, and the other one is this uh, Animal Crossing thing. We're getting Metroid Dread. We're getting all these other games and uh, updates that we uh, mentioned earlier. It's a, it's a packed month. Yeah, plus there's more that, again, we'll get to in just a second. That's right. Uh, next up was Mario Golf uh, Super Rush is getting more stuff today, a, a second free update. Um, adding the playable characters of Koopa Trooper, Troopa, sorry, and uh, Ninji, uh, both playable characters. Two new courses. It's free. It's available right now. Another, the next announcement is Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition is coming to Switch from Bandai Namco. It promises to include all the DLC for the Nintendo 3DS version of Disney Magical World 2 and comes out this holiday. What's the gameplay in these games? I don't have any idea. It looks as though you are controlling a off-brand me Mm -hmm. um and you're just interacting with or at least present for various scenes in disney movies i i it feels like it must be some sort of like town builder or something like that yeah like the gameplay yeah um looks very strange there's no way either of us are gonna play it (laughs) uh next up is star wars knights of the old republic uh which is coming on november 11th to the nintendo switch um, kind of a weird announcement as Sony just like last week, maybe two weeks ago, announced a remake of Knights of the Old Republic for play- exclusive to PlayStation 5. Um, and if you want to just play it instead on your Switch, the old version, you can, I guess. Yeah. I have actually, surprisingly, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, have never played this game. I own it on iOS, but mm. I, but that's such like such a weird way to try to play that game. Right. I have also never played uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I don't don't necessarily feel like that's i'm not really into the sort of like western style rpgs as it uh is um so it doesn't really feel like my speed even though it is star wars which is very much an rpg and an rpg yeah yeah. it's always it's always tempted me i feel like as with some of these other aspire ports i might end up picking it up don't know how much time i'll actually put into it fair enough up next was Dying Light 2, Stay Human Cloud version. We're getting another cloud version of a like of a game that's coming to platforms that uh, mm-hmm. what am I trying to say? That Normally, can run I feel it like natively. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um so it's releasing February 4th, 2022, plus a free demo is going to come out that day. Um that's about two months after it's coming out on other platforms. Oh, it's coming that's out like in December. December. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also uh, the original Dying Light, Dying Light Platinum Edition, which I think was announced at the E3 Nintendo Direct. I feel like we knew oh this was coming. I do not but, remember. But uh, it has a firm release date of October 19th. October continues to be just a enti- like crazy packed bump for Nintendo. Uh, is that also a cloud version? 
No, I think because that that game is the original uh, Dying Light. Is I, I like think a so. They didn't back. call okay. uh, call it out as a cloud version. I played it on the PlayStation Four and really enjoyed my time with it. I played it in co op, um, and I had a blast. Um, so that's I I wonder how meaty the demo for this is going to be, or if it's sort of just like. Here's what the cloud play experience. That's is what like. it was for yeah. control, right? Where yeah. like part of it is a demo of the game, but part of it is just like, hey, can your internet handle this? Right? Can your internet handle this? Can you deal with the latency? Uh, this is what you're getting. When I you played buy it. control, and uh, like, let me restate that. When yeah. I played the demo for there control, we go. <laughs> I thought I uh, like latency was not noticeable to me, and so, but yes, but yeah, uh definitely depending on your internet connection all that kind of stuff yeah your mileage will vary uh next up uh we got the game formerly known as project triangle strategy now just uh selling itself as triangle strategy i laughed i love it yeah it's very I funny laugh loved why would we i mean first of all square enix stop uh naming your um like your, your code names if you say project just drop the project <laughs> you don't need it I like it. I I think, you it's, think funny. it's funny. I think it's funny because it's like uh they're like we're not really gonna name it this. Yeah, you know, they're like we, I know we did it before, but you can trust us this time. It's you know this time we mean it. We're not gonna name it just pro- triangle strategy. Um, what uh, I so th- there's the PlayStation game that Square Enix. It's now called Forspoken. Uh huh. What was it called before? Oh, I don't remember. It was, was it like? It wasn't Project Forspoken. <laughs> no, it was like it was like Project Ares or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Well, we're not gonna remember that. Um, but so that that's one that they did change. I wonder if Nintendo's just like, no, you've started with this branding, <laughs> you continue with this branding. I think it's just easier, right? Yeah. You've like, uh, I mean, it's not it's not like Octopath Traveler rolled off the tongue, but sure, Triangle Strategy. I know what it is. Yeah, whatever. Well, and also if, if we're talking about. Uh, Square Enix naming things like this uh, of all of the various ills that they uh, can commit with their naming uh, conventions. Just calling something Triangle Strategy is like at least right down the barrel. Yeah, you know very what straightforward. It is. Um, so we saw more of this, uh, and they really laid into the idea that they are that they took the notes from people um, that played the demo and uh, gave their feedback. Uh, they called out specifically um, difficulty settings uh, that uh, there are more gameplay options, full camera control. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it's basically all the things that you can tweak in a video game. They're yeah. like, hey, we tweaked them. So if you want more details, they direct you to go to Nintendo.com, where yeah. I'm sure that they kind of like run through it all in specifics. But for someone who played, I can't even remember if I played the demo, but I didn't, I didn't submit any feedback. So like, it would be meaningless to me, right? Like right. I don't really have anything to compare it to. Right, right, right. But we do know that this is the path they went down with both uh, Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default 2. Um, and both of those games are improved because of the sort of uh, fan feedback. So it's cool that this is also getting that. Also, we've learned that the release date is March 4th, 2022. Another early 2022 release on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, pretty cool, frankly. Like when you think about um, that... The Pokemon Legends Arceus is coming out in January. This is coming out in March. And then Kirby is coming out in spring. That's probably like April or May. Um, yeah, it just it, it means that there's like something big coming to Switch. Uh, not every month, but, you know, pretty, pretty regularly yeah. in the new year. Uh, next up is Metroid Dread, which is a game that we know is coming. It's two weeks away. Um, it does seem like... Uh, how could they do a presentation and not mention this game? Totally. Um, but it's also kind of like, all right, guys, so like, 
was this just the most recent story trailer that they released I don't for know. the game? I, it, I it don't felt, know. It felt very similar. But my favorite part is that they're like in like the very the narrator for these Metro Dread trailers has a very specific voice. Yeah. And so for her to be like, um, and go to metroid.nintendo.com <laughs> <laughs> just really made me laugh. I right, thought it, right, right. I, I loved it. I really loved it. Um, it, 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 uh, they, they, they were like specifically pimping out the like dread files or yeah. whatever they're called. Um, and, uh, I've been kind of avoiding them just cause like, I'm, I'm sold on the game already. Right. right? It, so I'll experience it when it happens it, in the game. Yeah. And I, for that reason, I feel like it's good that we didn't get a big blowout cause it's like two totally. weeks away at this point. Yeah. Nintendo's all in on it. I am so excited for this game. It looks amazing. Like aesthetically, yeah. I am just so into it. Um, Mark, let's pivot now to Nintendo Switch Online and to, I don't know, uh, predictions being like one third right. I don't know. What, what, what percentage of, uh, correctness do you think the, like, collective internet had on this? Yeah. Re- I mean, impossible to know because, um, uh, first of all, like, rumors coming from different sources. Right. And then also... Who knows what will happen next month when we totally. get the full blowout. But what we learned today is that there is a new membership plan coming for Nintendo Switch Online called Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Which will cost more yes. money. You can upgrade your current uh, Nintendo Switch Online subscription to the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack subscription. No word yet on what that will cost. Did they give a, a date for when they're going to blow it out? No, they just said that... Um, it is going to be released, or it's going to become available in late October. Okay, and so another late October. Another late October. So sometime in October. This, to me, feels like doesn't necessarily need like a direct. Like you could Twitter drop this information, yeah, totally, and the audience will find it. Um, so not a specific date. We just know that it's coming later in October. But really, that gives them four weeks to like get this information out there. So we're not right. going to be hanging for a long time. So what do you get with the expansion pack, Mark? You get Nintendo 64 games, a selection of Nintendo 64 games on Switch Online, and you get a selection of Sega Genesis games. Which is the real head-scratcher. Sega Genesis. Famously, not a Nintendo console. Yeah, really interesting that, um, th- that this is the partnership they make. Can you, like, if you could project your consciousness back 30 years and say, <laughs> you'll be playing these Genesis games on a Nintendo system in the future. It's so, It's just yeah. so wild. It is so wild. I mean... The the nail has been in the coffin for the console wars between Sega and Nintendo yeah, totally, for totally. like right. more than twenty years at this point, and yet it is is that right? Don't check my math. No, well, check my math because the 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 Dreamcast came out September 9th, nineteen ninety nine. We all know this. It's also the day of the VMAs that year. Um, that so yeah, probably by two years later, the Dreamcast was dead <laughs> and in the ground. I think that's probably right. Um, so it's it's not like this is not like earth shattering news like Mario and Sonic showing up in a video game together. But if there is something that was still kind of like, oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, well, and like, because we've also seen uh, Genesis games appear on uh, virtual consoles before, yep. um, along with like TurboGrafx games and stuff like that. So it's, it's, not, it's not wholly uncharted territory. It does seem weird that Nintendo can be like, because considering how much they lean on their first party releases for the other platforms, that then they obviously have no first party releases yeah. for Genesis, but they're like, Somehow we talk to uh, whoever we need to at Sega, at Konami. Uh, that's most of it, right? Sega, 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 Konami, Konami, Sega. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all Sega and Konami, I think. Yeah. Um, 
and got the uh, ability to stream these games for and maybe that's why it has to be an added cost is that they have to like pay those companies to uh run those games maybe but the fact that like nintendo 64 games are included in it just makes me think that nintendo sees an opportunity because right now a nintendo switch online subscription is 20 dollars a year which is almost nothing not that much right and i'm guessing that this is going to be $30 a year. That's my guess is they're yeah. going to gonna ask for 10 more dollars. Still, frankly, almost nothing. I, I think so too. It's and less than $3 a month. Less than, Mark, less than $3 a month. Yeah. Let's run, let's, so the Sega Genesis games, for me, it was a surprise, but I have, I never owned a Sega Genesis. Like it's, right. so it's a console that like, I am, I think it's cool that those games are coming. There aren't like games on this list that I'm uh like super looking forward to replaying or anything. Well, to 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 that point, let's just run through them real fast, uh, just so we know what they are and they're out the of the Genesis way. games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Castlevania Bloodlines, uh, Contra Hardcore, uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which is basically just Puyo Puyo, um, Echo the Dolphin, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, Fantasy Star Four, Rise Star, Shining Force, Shinobi Three, Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Streets of Rage and Strider. Some bangers in there. Like some For sure. Some genuinely good games. I guess Strider is a Capcom game, so there's there there, there are a couple other companies represented there. I also feel like the other thing with the Genesis games is that they are easily attainable elsewhere. True. But like you would have to buy like Sega collections to to play them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But like Nintendo 64 games are this weird yeah, like commodity totally, yes. that difficult to play on modern hardware in a way that just Sega games aren't because they're much more open to licensing their games and putting them in collections and all that kind of stuff. Um, Now, I think it's important here to, uh, when we move over to the Nintendo 64 games, there's a a, a set of launch games and then like some others promised for the future. I don't believe we had any Genesis games promised for the future. Yeah, that's true. They or they didn't call it out like specifically like they did right. Nintendo 64 where they're like and here are other like specific games that are coming. But you're right. I don't think for Genesis they mentioned additional games coming at all. Right. So this lineup of like 12 games whatever um maybe it for yeah. the Genesis. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo 64. So for the launch games, it's Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi's Story, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Win Back Covert Operations, a game that I'm not familiar no, with at me all. Neither. Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, and Sin and Punishment. Now, Sin and Punishment, not previously available until like the Wii. The Wii virtual release, console, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the rest of them are all, you know, uh, North American uh, releases. So like games that we're all familiar with, with the exception of this Win Back Covert Operations um, is not a, a game that flew under my radar. I don't really even know what it is. Yeah, I'm, it... it's, um, it's, yeah, I'm not familiar with it really at all. Some real bangers here, though. Super Mario 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, and Ocarina of Time are all huge. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the stuff, you know, a lot of, like, the ones that you would kind of, like, want slash expect. Interesting that Super Mario 64 is on here. I'm assuming it's going to be, like, uh, hold faithful to the Nintendo 64 release. Different from the version that we saw in Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Yeah. That, um, yeah, what was different about it? it like, it wasn't widescreen. Some of the frame rate was improved and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I, I wonder, like, if any of the, like, sort of technical limitations of the Nintendo 64 are being smoothed over here, um, or if they're just being represented right. as, if, as they would have been. it's, like, been. a faithful emulation. Yeah. The, for me, the I, I'm excited about this. Like, yeah. I am excited to have access to some of these games. Star Fox 64, Mario Kart 64, B- 
being able to play Ocarina of Time on um, my Switch, I'm excited about all of this. Yeah. The later ones, there are a few in there that have me very excited. So the games they promise would be coming later are Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Mario Golf, the original Pokemon Snap, F-Zero X, Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards, and the two that I'm way pumped to see yeah, here. Yeah, Earth Shattering. Paper Mario and Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, I mean, just on Monday, you said that you would do terrible things for access to Paper Mario. And all Mario. I'm going to have to do is pay like 10 or 15 more dollars. A year! Yes! <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the fact that Banjo-Kazooie, that's an, another, as we were having this conversation last time, that I was like, they're not going to be able to get Banjo-Kazooie on there. Psych, they are. Also, I mean, but which, awesome. So excited. Banjo-Kazooie, also in Smash Brothers. There's some sort of relationship there. Yeah, well, and there's obviously the relationship yeah. there of it appearing on Nintendo 64 in the first place. But yeah, I mean, just uh, absolutely wild. Very exciting um, to have all of these games uh, come to Switch. I hope that's not the end of their uh, like yeah. lineup of games. Um, although it does kind of start to reach the end of games I'm interested in. I, yeah, it's almost like at that point I would have to like go back through the Nintendo 64 library. Like I I mentioned on Monday where it's like, or Tuesday where it's like, oh yeah, I, sure, put the Castlevania games on here. You know what I mean? Donkey Kong 64. No, Turok. Get Turok. (laughs) Turok's already been re-released on on, on Switch. Donkey Kong 64 and Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Like those, those are the two big boys for me. Um, interestingly, so... Four people can play select games locally or online, which is pretty cool. Support for four people. Uh, the previous releases on Nintendo Switch Online for the NES and Super Nintendo, every game you could play in some form online, right? Like either asynchronously or like somebody could watch you play and then they applaud when you right. do something cool or something. I wonder if that is still the I, case I th- here. I think that's probably just what they mean. Yeah, and They didn't want to say that every game is four player. Oh, Because sure. like, you know... Mario 64 is a single player game, whatever. So the other thing we know is that it's coming in late October. Like, October, baby. Like October. You, yeah. Like you mentioned, Patrick, it's existing plans can upgrade. Um, and the release date and pricing are going to be revealed at a later date. Um, they'll be announced later. But there was one more thing to go along with this. And that is that Nintendo is releasing Nintendo 64 controllers. Which we expected. And Genesis wireless controllers. Which is outrageous. It is the uh, classic three-button Genesis uh, layout, not not the six-button. I know people like those XYZ buttons, but they will not be here uh, on on this controller. They're 50 bucks each. Obviously, they're purchased uh, through Nintendo's website, and you have to be a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber to get get them but uh, you can be a subscriber of yeah. any tier which mm. they call out you don't have to be a plus expansion pack subscriber in order to get these but weird because there's not a there's not application for the nes or super nes controllers outside of those apps like you can't use the nes controller on your switch for other games so i doubt you'd be able to use the nintendo 64 or that genesis controller on like any other game if probably you're not, not subscribed to it but yeah. like People might just want them as collector items, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Um, but the fact that they are going to be available to everybody makes me wonder if, and uh, they'll be easier to obtain. Hopefully, ho- I mean, I guess that's always a fool's hope with Nintendo. Yeah. But with both the NES controllers and the Super Nintendo controllers, there was a while where they were difficult to obtain. Yeah. Uh, did you ever get the Super NES controllers? I did end up getting the Super you NES did. controllers. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, I never did. I have the NES controllers, and then I've got the Super NES from the um, 
Oh, yeah, the classic, classic edition. edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also have regular old Super Nintendo controllers. So, like, I just have too many Super Nintendo controllers in the house. <laughs> um, and they are all for specific machines. <laughs> these are also going to be $10 more than those Super Nintendo controllers were. Those were really? $39.99. Okay. These are $49.99. No word yet on if, like, Rumble is included in the Nintendo 64 one. I didn't see the Rumble pack. I did not see the Rumble but pack. But maybe it's internal or more likely it's probably not included at all. Uh, here's the thing. Seeing it, seeing that box, knowing that these games are coming... I kind of want it. Oh now. my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I 100% am going to buy them. Um, I cannot wait. Uh, which do you think will be harder to get a hold of, the Nintendo 64 or the Genesis controllers? I think the Nintendo 64. Yeah, one. hands down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, then we pivot out of services to. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, one yes. more thing I wanted to talk about on this is another big part of the. Or another rumor that was floating around yeah. in uh, the ether around the same time. Because, like, the N64 stuff kind of snuck up on us last week. but From be- the con- controller FCC filing. Yes. Yeah. But before that, there were rumors that multiple sources confirmed that Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games would be coming to Nintendo Switch Online. And nary a peep about uh, those today. Yeah, no mention of Game Boy. I wa- I'm wonder if we will hear more in October where it's going to be like, here's the new stuff. Yeah. But also for existing subscribers. Here's like Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. Yeah, I think that is possible. I think they would actually let that rest a little bit to drive people to the new service, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. um, you don't have, you don't really want to add more stuff to the existing service. Well, also, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. if you're improving both levels, I think people will probably stay on. You want to give people longer. as much incentive as possible to. Right. Um, have people upgrade right 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 but just weird that those rumors came in so like hot and heavy yeah uh and with multiple people being very confident but that has happened time like time and time before as well right totally where's that donkey kong game being developed by nintendo r&d one i mean where's you know like pokemon stars where's yeah exactly uh the star fox grand prix all of these things yeah obviously Uh, star fox grand prix became chocobo gp (laughs) metroid prime trilogy like (laughs) so so it w- it would not be the first time that like these rumors have bubbled up and everybody gloms onto them and then nothing ends up coming of it. Yeah, but still sort of a weird thing that like, you know, it that seemed reasonable yeah. if nothing else. Um but all of the problems with uh bringing Game Boy games over to a uh, HD console, uh we can just forget about all that now and deal with uh, Genesis and well, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I agree with you Patrick that I think it is still possible but maybe not probable anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um what do you make of the, it's obviously something that we are both like, oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll subscribe to the, uh, the expansion pass, uh, expansion pack. Um, there are obviously other libraries that they can and should add to this thing. Do we get like a second expansion pack? Like how, how big and how ungainly does this subscription service get? I, I think with something like this, it's hard to start doing like three tiers. And, but they, okay, go ahead. I mean, uh, just like, historically right with these um we have seen the base we've seen xbox live we've seen xbox live gold right we have seen you know like um you get hulu with commercials or you get hulu without commercials right um it's it feels and i mean maybe three years down the line they'll do something else but it feels unlikely to me in the short term it feels unlikely to me i think we've other than game boy games and I mean, GBA. knock on wood, GBA games, but I, I feel like we're hitting the limit of what systems are going to show up on here. And I, the fact that it is Genesis games 
I think is really interesting. Why not GBA games? Why not right. something from Nintendo's own library to go to a third party? I think is really curious. Yeah, and it sort of makes me wonder, or makes me think that they will monetize those uh, other libraries uh, in addition to you know what we're seeing here. Um, and maybe even like we'll just start breaking it out like by. You know, if you just like go into like a little uh, a menu when you're subscribing, you just click off the consoles you're interested <laughs> in. Um, maybe that would be a, a a better way to to manage all this. Yeah, I don't I I don't know. I I feel like uh, it's exciting to get this new stuff, but it is also kind of like oh, I feel like we've reached the end of something here. Like yeah. I don't really anticipate getting more. I guess it opens the door to third party systems, but hey, you got to play Bonk somewhere, right? <laughs> Uh, all right, now we're done with Nintendo Switch. Now Online? we're done with Nintendo okay. Switch Online. Uh, next, we started getting some like uh, collections, the Shadow Run trilogy. Mark, I don't even know what this is. So I didn't either. <laughs> so I, lo- I looked it up. Yeah, great. Uh, the Shadow Run trilogy is coming in 2022. Shadow Run is a sci-fi tabletop role-playing game, and it this trilogy includes Shadow Run Returns, Shadow Run Dragonfall Director's Cut, and Shadow Run Hong Kong Extended Edition. The trilogy, th- these trilogy of games are already is already available on PC. But um, I think it's taking, like, these classic RPGs and bringing them to it. Uh, and then next up was the much-rumored Castlevania Advance Collection, which includes four games, not three, um, which is uh, Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow, and Dracula X, which is an adaptation of Rondo of Blood for the Super NES. Um, it looks like it has all of these same uh, fun features that the other Castlevania collection had, including uh, Rewind, Quick Save, um, all the regional variations, uh, galleries and stuff like that. And guess what? It's available right now. Very excited. Uh, I feel like this is a, I go home, I buy it. Right oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's very exciting. I've not played any of these games, uh, even though they have very high reputations, uh, especially the, the ones that were on GBA. The only thing that makes me a tiny bit sad is we don't have an answer to how are we going to preserve these DS iterations of Castlevania, right? Right. right. Because this is just the Game Boy Advance ones plus um, Dracula X, which was the adaptation of Rondo Blood for Super Nintendo. And so all kind of that, you know, like same aesthetic. Right. But we have these DS games out there that I'm hoping someday somehow are going to be preserved. And I was hoping against hope they would show up here. It makes sense that they didn't. But um, that's that is a question that has not yet been answered by anybody. Is how are we going to do this? Yeah, but I mean, I I think that just knowing how Capcom or Konami is treating the Castlevania games, um, this is now the second uh like robust collection of games that they've they've put out. Uh, why would they stop? Yep, totally, totally. I mean, they would stop because people don't buy them. <laughs> I guess that's one reason. But, but people will. Yeah. Up next was. Another surprise from Square Enix, ActRaiser Renaissance. It is a remaster, an HD remaster of ActRaiser, a, I would say, like, fan favorite Super Nintendo game. One that I only became familiar with in the past maybe, like, 10 years as people have um, dove into retro games and kind of uh, pulled up interesting ones for people to look at. ActRaiser is broken up into two parts. There's, like, a side-scrolling action game and then... You pivot to like a world building like simulator. It has a really good reputation. The music's supposed to be amazing. The HD remaster introduces new stages and boss battles, and another one that's available today. Available today. Speaking of available today, Delta Rune Chapter Two. I guess it's been available for a couple of days, right? Um, but the f- uh, first chapter was released for free like a year ago, 
and now this is a uh, free update to it. That is the second chapter. This is uh, from Toby Fox, the creator of Undertale, um, and is a similar, uh, uh, you know, classic JRPG style game with sort of a, a different relationship to violence and combat. Um, I enjoyed what I played of chapter one. Uh, and seeing this like little sizzle reel of um, chapter two got me excited to go back to the it. music was so good music so good all right sizzle reel time so we'll just rapid fire run a couple of these off super or sorry hot wheels unleashed released on september 30th surviving the aftermath holiday 2021 shin megami tensei 5 gets a shout out pre-orders begin today and it's still releasing november 11th 2021 still trying to sell that game outside of japan then comes Wreckfest, which comes fall 2021 arcade archives pac-man and arcade archives xvs comes out on today Xevious, <laughs> uh, probably Zevious, I would say Zevious, right? yeah. yeah. Um, but you took a stab at it. I think it's a, it's Im- impressive and admirable. And then Rune Factory Five comes out March twenty second, twenty twenty two. Thus endeth the sizzle reel. And then um, here's where Miyamoto interrupts to tell us some information on Super Mario movie, which we will um, we will we just we blacked out yep. and we can't deal. Um, uh, then we two uh two more announcements to round out the show here. Announcements uh, again. This is like kind of like just, reveals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Splatoon three, looking awesome in all of its like Splatoony glory. Um, Mark, what are your big takeaways from seeing Splatoon three again? So, um, it looks completely crazy, and I'm in a hundred percent here for it. The uh, turf wars, the little bit that we see, like some wild new abilities. Yep. That I'm really excited about, but. We uh in a kind of like change from my approach to Splatoon two, the story mode here looks so exciting to me. Yeah. Aesthetically, I've always loved Split the universe of Splatoon, and this just looks out of control. Yeah. Well, it's the city that it takes place in. You know, we we've spent a lot of time in Inkopolis, right? Um, which uh has the whole like uh Shibuya Square kind of thing going on. Um. A big city, obviously, but in a very like sort of clean Times Square, um, touristy sort of uh, aesthetic. This uh, this place is uh, Splatsville is the name of the town, um, and they they call out how it's like many generations of buildings all sort of encroaching on each other. It's got a real like walled city, uh, buildings everywhere kind of aesthetic. That you're right, seems wild. It seems like there's so much happening. Um, and like we see upside down cityscapes yeah, and stuff like that so all over cool. the place. It's really, really cool. Um, and Splatoon is so like uh, sharp and so imaginative. And again, just to, you know, I said it earlier that Nintendo's so good at like establishing an aesthetic and just being like, this is it. This is the thing we're, uh, we're expressing. And uh, the Splatoon aesthetic is so clear and so vibrant and so fun. Uh, and this looks to be more of that. So luckily, this also meant that we got the return of the Squid Research Lab oh, and our yes. Squid Research researcher. Yeah. He uh and basically he's just there to bring us joy wearing mm-hmm. his lab coat <laughs> and sunglasses cuz he just reiterates the things that yeah. we've seen basically, mm-hmm. you know. Um Splatsville, like Patrick said, is known as the City of Chaos. The Splatsville is surrounded by the Splatlands, of course, which <laughs> he points out are inhabited by squids and octopuses. Buildings from several generations are crammed into the city. Turf wars are still a popular activity, but there are new main and special weapons. Um, and then the story mode is known as Return of the Mam- Mammalians. 
Which, okay, so are we saying that this is like a uh, mashup of mammals and aliens? That's how they were pronouncing Mammalians? it. Yeah. yeah. That's how they were pronouncing it. And, of course, uh, in the world of Splatoon, we have only known of two mammals. Judd Both cats. and Little Judd. Right. And one a clone of the other, I believe. Judd is a, a well, Little Judd is a clone of, it's I a mini-me so. situation. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think so. I think so. So, um, but we see, uh, uh, oh, what are the, what are the Octa enemies names? Anyways, we see like furry ones of those. Yeah. We see the squidling turn into like some sort of furry mammal creature. So mammals yeah. are back somehow. Mammals the, are back, the baby. The lore is getting deeper. Yeah. Uh, the game is coming out in, still coming out in 2022. The squid researcher makes a three out of his body. Perfect. As you know, we demand. And um, a callback to the original Switch reveal presentation where he made a two out of his body um, in a room full of people that were there to try <laughs> and understand what they were invested in. Um, so just just glorious. Uh, uh, very excited for Splatoon 3. Um, I, it's easy for me to forget about how fun Splatoon is, but to like see a new one in action. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, for it's just thing. like joy and chaos personified. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps continuing joy and chaos personified, Bayonetta three closes out the show. Um, another game again that we knew was coming and we were told not to think about it anymore. Mark, I'm glad that we we set ourselves a goal of not talking about Bayonetta <laughs> three anymore until it was revealed, and then like the next week it was revealed. I feel like we have a power now. We're two for two because we a similar pattern emerged after we said we weren't going to talk about Switch rumors anymore until the Switch was announced, and then just a few weeks later it was revealed. So we now know that we have this responsibility and this power. Um, Obviously, one influences the other. Uh, So the next time we declare that a topic is off limits until we finally get real information about it means real information is incoming. Um, Bayonetta 3 looks like a Bayonetta game, but with way bigger enemies and way bigger attacks yeah it has a total to me like kaiju thing going yeah. on yeah, yeah, yeah um bayonetta is like controlling some different kaiju by like dancing yeah well i mean it's like all of her weapons summoned from her hair yeah. right um and yeah it's just giant monsters fighting each other um which like seems fun and fluid and kind of cool i i mean bayonetta is always going to be bayonetta right um but i felt like the way this trailer treated her as a character didn't feel as like lascivious and gross. Yes. Oh my gosh, I noticed the same thing. And I think a lot of it is the her redesign, like the new costumes yeah. that they show in this trailer anyways are like Bayonetta thing has always been being really sexy. Yeah. But I feel like this towed the line of being sexy without being, you know, like uh kind of gross that I in a way that I felt like the other like yeah. exploitative that I felt like Bayonetta was previously. Well, like and I I I think this is maybe what Bayonetta has always like Strive tried to be. to be. Um, but like she reads as drag in this, right? That she is like a a, a parody of gender expression, um, and instead of just like something to leer at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't. You and I traditionally are not Bayonetta guys. Uh, we played the first two games and had like kind of a hard time getting into them. Um. But this one looks kind of cool. It does. It looks cool. Uh, I appreciate. I like the redesign. This game is coming out in 2022. Right. I mean, we have heard. Add it to the pile. We have heard literally nothing about this game since 2017. Yes. Nothing official. And so it is 
um, been a long time coming. And they kind of wink, wink at that in the trailer. Yeah. Where um, she says she says that she's unfashionably late. Right. But um, uh, yeah, it, it the games have always had style, and that is definitely on show in this trailer. Yeah, and the trailer ends with some mysterious dude with the short a sword showing up. Uh, we don't know enough about the series to know if <laughs> yeah. that is someone. I'm like, we... is this a new character? Is this somebody I should be familiar with? Is, is this it a Wesker? crossover? With... Yeah, is it Albert Wesker from the Resident <laughs> Evil games? We don't know. It could be. Wesker ever carry a sword? He should. <laughs> I'd play that game. Um, and thus endeth the uh, September 2021 Nintendo Direct. Um, Mark, what'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. You know, we, when we were talking about rumors of a Nintendo Direct or the potential for a Nintendo Direct, um, I got it way wrong when I said that it would be a mini, but it feels like the spirit of, you know, how we felt was true where it's like yeah we got some new stuff in here but yeah. a lot of there was nothing there was no like earth shattered shattering revelation but there was a lot of stuff that piqued my interest i mean i think there is one earth shattering revelation and it's the voice cast of the, the mario <laughs> you're movie right, you're right. it's just it feels you're so right. separate right yeah and obviously that's the part that gets like broken out on like deadline and like you know what those are i uh, i had my phone turned off during the duration of the nintendo direct because you and i were going to get to it a little bit later and I didn't want anyone texting me excitedly about whatever, um, especially if we were going to get a new Smash character. It just would have happened. Someone would have. Um, and the most of the like buzz that I'm seeing from my friends now is about the Mario voice cast. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that's that's like the biggest like objective news thing to come out of this. Uh, but it's also the most disappointing part of it. I I. I'm actually glad that I have a year to deal with this information. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true, true. Let us, let us, uh, let us deal with it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I will agree with what uh, you said. There's a lot of cool and fun stuff in this. Uh, movie news, notwithstanding, Nintendo Switch Online is that's those are super cool developments. Um, that Kirby game looks fun, uh, and it doesn't take away any of the other stuff, fun stuff that's coming out, like Advance Wars. Um, yeah, mere weeks from now me- at this point. Well, no, Advance Wars. I mean, is- everything, everything that's coming yeah. the rest of the year this time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, all very exciting. Uh, what did you think of the Nintendo Direct? Tell us. We want to know how you felt about it. Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Let us know. Mark, let's close this out. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you should share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. Helps us out a lot. When you do, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at M-K-E Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8BitBetty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now. Imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it, because it's real, and it has a name. 
One million musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.